0: The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. Alright, so let's continue now with uh, X real quick. The user interface toolkit in X um, is, as I was showing in the, uh, and talking about in the, in the overview graphic, supporting programming on three layers. If you go to the Xlib layer, that's kind of like the graphics level. Um, it gives you a very simple um, Access to drawing commands, etc. Um, it implements the X protocol client and um, is procedural. So um, you you program it in C. It's written in C, and you're basically programming on the level of the base window system. You know, you don't get any fancy widgets or anything like this. It does hide the networking aspect. So when you see when we just saw this 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 client application, the sample drawing application that used the X, it didn't look like an application that was doing network stuff. There was one call in there listing a particular um, IP address, I and mean, that was it. But after that, it looked like you were doing local drawing. The um, X toolkit intrinsics are sort of the, uh, the next layer up, but if you draw only on the level of the X library, then uh, it will feel very, very you know, bare metal, very, very basic. Um, it packages requests up. Um, and usually doesn't wait for a reply because it's asynchronous. That's what the X-Protocol uh, does. And um, here's a little trick they use. Let's say you write an application and it's drawing a lot of stuff. Uh, where are you, how are you going to get events back? You don't have a way to sort of tell the um, server to do something like send me an event now. That would be kind of ineffective. So what happens is, Uh, and we'll see this trick used in similar ways in in future Windows systems, whenever you call any kind of xlib function, like even drawing a line, the xlib will use that opportunity, send the drawing command down the line, but also will pick up from the server any events that have piled up and put them locally into an event queue so that when you then call xNextEvent, it will have the event ready for you locally on the client side. So again, it avoids multiple round trips because when you say what's the next event it doesn't wait until that command comes and then struggles to find the event across the network no it gets them when it has network traffic going on anyway so any clip call issued it also checks for events from the server and creates a queue on the side of the client and you then get them with you know uh, x next event or x get next event if you want to extend the x uh, window system with like new functionality you would have you can do it and people have done it uh, but on the level of the X library, it would require actually changing not just the Xlib, but also the X server, because the two are talking a protocol, right? So if you change one side, the other side needs to understand what you're doing. So you'd have to get to the server, which is okay, because it's all open source, um, but it would require making a new X server binary. And that then means everybody else out there who's running X servers wouldn't be able to use your, your application because you're using an Xlib version that's not compatible with their X server, so it's a bit messy. What the Xlib gives you is anything to create basic resources in the server. Um, create, delete, modify, um, handle them. Um, and those are like Windows or graphics context, but also stuff like pix maps, color maps, visuals, fonts, etc. You, however, if you program on the level of the Xlib and you don't use any of the higher level things that we will talk about in a minute, like the trans- intrinsics and widget set, you would have to do all the resource composition. So if you wanted to draw Um, you know a button you would actually have to you know draw a square tell the XM to draw a square and then you know render a piece of text in there and and do all that kind of stuff yourself Uh, as we saw in the sample code the server connection called the display in X is is a parameter in most calls which is how we hide sort of the network effect of um, the network um, nature of of communication next level up the toolkit intrinsics are um, A weird sort of in-between. They're not the widget set. They're not the xlib. They are basically those parts of the UI toolkit that are generic, that you always need, no matter what your widgets look like. So again, the x-architects were like, let's, you know, modularize the heck out of this and put all the calls that we need, the handling functions to create widgets, to manage them, to hide them, to show them, to destroy them, to delete them, etc. Let's put those into one layer. And then the actual concrete widget designs, the visual designs, and the widgets we actually provide will go into a separate bag. So the Toolkit intrinsics are these generic functions, anything you need to handle widgets on a very, very general level. Um, and here X gets interesting because while it's all programmed in C and accessible in C, it actually creates a widget hierarchy that is object-oriented. So when you look at it conceptually, you see classes and subclasses and stuff like this, but still, you're still talking to them through essentially a procedural interface. Now, of course, these days you can also program it with object-oriented languages. But this was a weird sort of way. They, they kind of got that object-orientation is really really what you want for widgets, and they'd seen it um, in the early systems like Alto and Star were developed with, with object-oriented uh, systems in mind um, and, and using stuff like Smalltalk, which is you know purely object-oriented. But they were trying to get something working at large scale with limited uh, you know, computing resources and at fast speeds. So they were using procedural languages but putting the object-oriented idea into it. Um, the XToolCrit intrinsics uh, are also exchangeable. Usually they are written in C. You can also use them in, in other languages, for example, C++. Um, and they basically define widgets as a set of resources, very similar to our um, abstract definition of a, of a widget as a, as a tuple of different c- things. Do you remember that? The window, the graphics attributes, the input, um, things and in the actions. So uh, an example for this would be the attribute, you know, x toolkit intrinsics uh, border color. This would be the border color of, you know, uh, a widget, for example. Um, it, the x toolkit intrinsics do provide some widget classes, but again, they are like abstract widget classes that any toolkit would need. For example, they have a simple widget. They have a container widget that can contain, you know, children and. They have a shell widget, which is one of those top-level things that float on the desktop. They don't provide any concrete things like um, buttons or stuff like this. Right? These are all then specified in the specific widget set, which, again, who would have guessed, is interchangeable. Um, and runtime, the X toolkit intrinsics already defined four states. And you probably think two should be just fine, right? We need one where it's sort of created in memory, and then we need one maybe when it's actually displayed on the screen or something. But there's more. The first one is creating them, uh, meaning you create a data structure, you link it into your widget tree, but you do not have a base window system w- level window associated with it yet. The next one is that you position its that you determine its size and position. So this is basically handled by the uh, the policy that that you use, for example. Um, if it's part of one, one of three buttons next to each other, they would have to, you know, work out how big they can be and, and how much space everybody gets. Then it gets re- realized, which means it now actually gets allocated in the server. And uh, this is usually done when you, when you, for example, um, realize a container widget, it will automatically realize all its children. And then finally, it gets mapped or rendered on screen. Um, which still means that it could be covered by another window, so you still might not actually see it, but at least you know, it attempts to get rendered on screen. So you can see that the, um, this is in part due to the um, distant nature of X, right, because you have a client and a server that connect over a network. We have these distinctions here where stuff happens here, but only here we start actually allocating base window system level resources on the server for it. The Xt functions all start—they all start with Xt—are so generic that they work with all the widget classes. So, if you want to create a, uh, a button, um, then you can say Xt real, or you want to realize a, a button that you've created, you say Xt realize widget, and then comes the class of the button, etc. We will see, however, that the actual widget sets usually provide convenience functions for this. That'll say like Xt realize push button or something. How are events handled? Uh, in most cases, um, this is defined in translation tables and the X2 intrinsics, meaning, again, we have a table that says, what are the input actions? You remember, you know, hovering in, hovering out, uh, pressing down on it, you know, uh, releasing the mouse button on it, etc. cetera. Keyboard events happening while this is in focus. Um, these input events all are mapped to actions, like you know, trigger your callback action, your main, like, I got activated for a push button, or, or other things. Um, these widgets can therefore handle events alone, and this was a big thing. Um, you now had widgets w- that were alive and that could actually treat basic events by themselves. When you then write your application, you only really react to events, like we explained in the in the standard examples. Um, you react in callback functions, which are being triggered by Widgets. So a widget, like a bu- button, gets clicked on and released. The button says, I got activated. I'll call my callback functions. What, who registered for me as a callback function? Oh, it's the function, whatever, open file. And then your open file routine gets called because the callback, uh, the, uh, the, it was registered as a callback with that button.